Welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast, where we help young Michigan families manage their finances and create wealth. I'm your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Homes Podcast. A while back, I was trying to think of ways that I could explain how to build an investment portfolio to somebody. And it wasn't until later on that night when I was playing around with my fantasy football that I realized why I liked fantasy football so much is because it's so much like building an investment portfolio for somebody. And the process and how you build a fantasy football team is very similar to how you build an investment portfolio. So if you're not into sports or don't understand football very well, this might not be the best episode for you, so I apologize up front. But if you at least know football even a little bit, or if you're an avid fan and you're a big fantasy football player, then this episode is going to be great for you. So first, if you don't understand fantasy football, you kind of have to understand it to understand what I'm talking about. So I'll go over what fantasy football is. So fantasy football is a scoring metric system based on different players and their productivity in, throughout the season in each game. So each game, each player will be given like a tally system based on their productivity and their position. So a quarterback is going to be touchdowns thrown, touchdowns that they ran for, rushing yards, passing yards, interceptions can go against them, being sacked can go against them, and then the same thing goes for each individual position. So if you are running back, it's rushing yards, the amount of carries, the amount of rushing touchdowns, and then wide receivers, it's receiving yards, and then yards after the catch, touchdowns and receiving touchdowns, even sometimes passing touchdowns and crazy one-off reverse throws or flea flickers. There's a bunch of different ways that each individual player will get some kind of a metric or productivity points. And at the end of the week, your team will be added all together for a total of your fantasy football points. The goal is to not only beat the person that you're playing that week, but then to win week in and week out. So then at the end of the year, you're the fantasy football champion. And then dependent on the fantasy football league that you're in, some of them are just a yearly league that you're drafting each and every year, a totally different team, or some of them are called dynasty leagues. So they continue their league throughout. So each year you'll be drafting new rookies or you'll be trading your old players and there'll be different draft picks. And it's kind of like building your dynasty throughout the years. So if you started off really well, then you got to try to keep that up. If you didn't start very well, your goal is to probably get rid of some players and start drafting some rookies or draft for those good players by giving up some draft picks. So there's some kind of strategic ways to go about your fantasy football, but I'm going to make the correlation between that and building an investment portfolio. So stay tight, hold with me, so let's get into it. So one of the first things that gets set up in your fantasy football league is some kind of a roster, and that roster will be built up of different positions. And when you pick your starting lineup, it will be usually some kind of a quarterback. There'll be a tight end position, a couple wide receivers, a couple running backs, and then there's usually some kind of a flex position, whether that's a running back, wide receiver, or tight end, and then some of them even like a super flex that includes a quarterback. And the correlation between that and investment portfolio is what's called diversification. So in fantasy football, you're not allowed to just 
draft a bunch of different quarterbacks or a bunch of wide receivers. You have to have diversification for each and every piece of your portfolio. So just like in investments or just like in fantasy football where you've got different positions, in an investment portfolio, you're going to have different parts of the market. So you might have large cap stocks, mid cap, small cap, international, or even specialty sectors based on positions. And all of these create diversification, which is very similar to fantasy football. You wouldn't want all one position. Sometimes when you have just one position, they do really good in one week, and then in other weeks, they don't do very well. For example, like a quarterback, maybe they do really good against a team that doesn't have a very good defensive backs or doesn't have a very good defense. But then in the next week when they play the number one defense in the NFL, they don't score very well. And the same goes for each and every single one of those positions. Same thing with a receiver or a running back, or even in some cases, you have a defense as one of your pieces inside of your fantasy football league. So making sure that you're diversifying, not only in your fantasy football team, but also in your investments as well. And then another point of diversification is your teams. So you wouldn't want to just draft every player from the Detroit Lions, even though they're awesome, go Lions. That doesn't mean you would necessarily want to do that because guess what? The Lions have a bye week. So if you had a bye week and you have all your players are Detroit Lions, then none of them can play that week. You're guaranteed to lose in that situation. So just like that, you might want to look at different investment companies. Each investment company, whether that's American Funds or MFS or T. Rowe Price or wherever, they all have a specialty when it comes to how they trade and how they manage markets. Some of them view markets differently when the market's doing well, and some of them have a different view when the market's not doing well. And so some of them have a better performance or lesser performance based on the overall market. And maybe some funds are known for their bond funds and being defensive, and some of them are more for their growth funds. But some companies are really good. I mean, you look at like a Detroit Lions or a a Buffalo Bills or San Francisco 49ers, you're going to have these different teams that are overall very good, and you'll have investment companies very similar to that. But each individual investment company has got some kind of special fund that they're known for, that they're really good at. But they might not be good overall. I can think of one mutual fund company that they have like two funds that I would buy in that fund for either me or my clients just because of uh, how they rank against their peers. But that doesn't mean they're not worth owning just because overall all the funds that they have or all the funds that they manage aren't good. So in this situation, kind of bringing it back to fantasy football, it would be like, let's say, the Los Angeles Rams. We might not be picking them to win the Super Bowl, but you might be able to look at Stafford and and his wide receiver and say, okay, these two have a, a dynamic duo. They're really good, and they produce great fantasy football points, but I don't want to own the whole team. And so that would be a way to look at your investments and to kind of bring it back to reality. Let's say you're looking at your 401k and all of your different investment options. You might have large cap, mid cap, small cap, international, bonds. And under each one of those might be a different investment company or a couple investment companies based on a specific objective. So it could be a large cap growth or a large cap value. And there might be a couple of funds there. Well, not only do you want to look at their performance against their peers and and how well they rank, but you also might want to look at 
where that company is at. Just like you would look at a fantasy football team and looking at which player is in that individual team. And that's just another way of looking at diversification. So once you have your overall breakdown, maybe you are looking at your fantasy football team and you have one quarterback, two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end, and a couple flex positions. Okay, that is your allocation. And kind of like your investment strategy, you might have the large cap, mid cap, small cap, international, and some kind of bonds, and then maybe some specialty funds. So that is your overall allocation. So once you figure that out, now we can start picking some different players or in this situation, picking investments. So just like in fantasy football, you have some kind of a ranking system on these individual players. Who's the best running back all the way down to who's the worst running back in the league? And then you goes through each individual position because you can't compare Tyreek Hill to maybe uh, Derrick Henry. They're kind of different positions. They do different things. They are completely different athletes. They're really good at what they do, but you can't compare them. They're not, it's not an apples to apples comparison. So one way to look at these, just like you would with fantasy football players, you're looking at not only a ranking system, but you're also looking at maybe what they've produced in, in previous years. So looking back and seeing, okay, were they productive? Were they not productive? If they haven't been very good for a couple of years, likely they're not going to turn it around this year. It's a possibility, but you can't expect some player who's been in the league for five years and hasn't done anything to then all of a sudden just have this monumental year. Usually that doesn't happen. But you also have the chance of some of the rookies or something like that where you haven't really got to see too much of the market performance of what they've done, but they have a, a great potential there. And I'll kind of get into that a little bit later. But you can go through and kind of screen these individual players just like an investment. Or you can screen each one of your investments just like you would be able to do in your fantasy football league. Kind of one way to do that is looking back at your past performance. And usually if you've got some kind of a 401k, then they've usually got some kind of a sheet that says, here are all the funds available. What and how did they perform during this market period? Maybe it was year to date, one year, three year, five year, 10 year. It kind of just depends on, you know, what information your 401k provides you. But these are some ways that you can go through and screen these investments. That doesn't mean you always go for the top performer. Just because Derrick Henry was the best running back for the past however many years, that doesn't mean he was worth a pick this year. Okay? So the same thing goes for uh, these individual investments. Just because somebody's a market leader in the past 10 years doesn't mean that they're going to continue to do that. And that's kind of that past performance does not equal future results. Okay? Just like in an NFL player. You know, you have to look at their potential and what they're going to be able to do in that specific year based on, you know, the, the overall market or in, in that case, the overall NFL. And so for like a Derrick Henry, maybe he's not on the best team, doesn't have the best NFL line. They're, they're scheming against him. There's a bunch of different things that you can look at, just like in the investment markets. Maybe large cap growth is not the place to be if interest rates are high and market volatility is high, maybe that's not the plus best place to be. If the market is low and low interest rates like we were in 2020, then that's probably the best place to be. But just like you would screen your fantasy football players, you're doing the exact same thing with your investments. And 
one thing that you can do if you don't have a 401k, maybe you're looking at like a brokerage account or something like that, there is a, a company called Morningstar. They're an independent rating company that rates mutual funds and exchange-traded funds. What they do is they just mark them against their peers. Just like you would look at your fancy football team or your fancy football players that are getting ranked by CBS or ESPN or whatever app you're using for your fancy football league, Morningstar is kind of doing a similar thing. They're going through and going, okay, how did they perform over the past three years against peers that are in the exact same type of positions? So just like a fancy football player, you'd be looking at like a running back. They might be comparing apples to apples of mid-cap growth companies. They're not going to compare a small-cap company to a large-cap. They're not the same, just like a position's not the same. So going through that, you can go through Morningstar and type in whatever the ticker or your available funds in your 401k to go through and see if they're a good fund or not, or if they've performed well in the past however many years. Another thing to look at is just like in fantasy football or some fantasy football teams is that you have certain kind of pricings that you have to stay within, like a salary cap. Well, you could have a great player, but they're expensive to have. Well, the same thing could be for a mutual fund company. They maybe have performed really well over whatever time period, but they might be a little bit more expensive than the next mutual fund sitting next to them. So going through and, and looking at all the nitty-gritty details will kind of tell you if it's worth having in your portfolio or not. Now, let's say you're in your 401k investments already or you have been in your investment portfolio for a while. Well, just like a fancy football team, if you're mid-season, you want to continue to screen and monitor your investments or your players. So you can be going through and looking at your current players and go, okay, are they worth keeping? Do I want to trade them? Do I want to maybe put them on the bench or my watch list for a little while? There are some different things that you want to look at, especially, you know, kind of looking now at your investments. Are they continuing to do what I, what I wanted them to do? And Sometimes you do have to let things play out. So just like a good player has been a great player for in the NFL for a very long time, but maybe they had a tough schedule at the beginning and their fantasy football points are lower than their average, well, it doesn't mean that they can't have another great second half of the year. Well, the investments could be the exact same thing. Maybe that mutual fund company, and I'll, I'll use just an example, maybe they were betting on the price of oil. And they were exactly right. The only problem is they're six months off. So they looked really dumb and they, the performance was down for six months. But then, it, then they were right. So eventually that market performance came back, but it just took some time. Now, again, if eventually you want to e evaluate these year in and year out, month in, month out, or quarter to quarter, whatever your time horizon is, and looking at these investments and go, okay, at what point do I want to exchange these out? Are they just not performing anymore? And some things can change underlying. Just like a football team, there could be defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators that change or head coaches that change. Maybe they traded some really good linemen or some things can change underneath that would say, okay, things aren't the same as what they were in years past. And so like a, a mutual fund would be a good example of this would be their mutual fund manager had just transferred out. They had been there for 15 years. They went to a different fund. They went to a different investment company. 
maybe a couple of managers change, maybe their objective completely changed, maybe they were, you know, very bullish on the market. And then now because of certain things that are in the market, they've changed really bearish. There's some different things that can change underlying when it comes to mutual funds or the different investments that you're looking at. So to continue to monitor and look at those different investments as well. So to kind of go back to fantasy football, just like you would look at, let's say, rookies or free agents, these would be similar in the investment market to certain specialty sectors or certain parts of the market like emerging markets. This could be certain kind of technologies. This could be the small or micro cap. These are companies that are higher risk with the potential to be really, really good players or really good investments long term, but they're going to carry a lot more risk. They could be a bust. Just like a lot of these small cap companies, you might have one out of 10 that just ended up being good. They might be end up being a great company. They were the Amazons at one time, the Apples that just exploded and became a really good company. But nine out of 10 of them became busts. So you have to know the risks of free agents or rookies. And so you're not going to want to, again, looking at your drafting or your future roster, you wouldn't want all of it to be super, super high risk, right? Because you might have one or two players that are really good, but then the rest of it's not very good. So again, going back to the diversification at the first part, making sure that you're looking at what players have performed well, what players are in your in your risk tolerance, and then going, okay, I'm willing to take a little bit of a risk and one one or two players and maybe putting them on your roster for a bench bench seat or something like that. It'd be equivalent in your investment portfolio, maybe keeping it under a 10% of your overall value. That would be something that we recommend as a firm is say you want to be in technology or real estate or whatever special sector, well, don't let it be more than 10% of your overall portfolio. And that just helps keep things in weight. You're not getting overweighted in any one sector or specialty or anything like that. So that'd be one thing to look at when you're looking at not only your fantasy football, but you're also your investments as well. And you might be saying, okay, Connor, this is all great. I'm excited to look back at my 401k, but from what I remember, I'm in a target date fund. Well, to get this back to fantasy football, this would be equivalent to like an auto draft. For those who don't know fantasy football and auto draft, basically you have a computer, just it automatically will pick your investments for you based on what your needs are in that situation for fantasy football, you might be needing to draft a tight end. So it's going to draft the top tight end and what's left of the draft board. And it might, the next pick might come around. You need a quarterback and it's going to draft the next highest quarterback that's left on the draft board. Well, going back to your investments, a target date fund is doing pretty much the exact same thing. It's just saying, Hey, what's your risk tolerance based on your age? And so based on your age, a certain percentage will be in equities and a certain percentage will be in some type of fixed income or bonds. And over time, they will automatically allocate that. So that way you have the adequate risk to reward based on your age and your risk tolerance. The only thing that's different compared to the auto draft is that 
your target date fund is going to continue to put your roster in place where an auto draft is only at the very beginning. It's only going to draft you at the very beginning. And then it's your job to make sure that you go through and pick the investments throughout the season. So if you picked the, say, let's Jalen Hurts as your quarterback, well, if there's a week that he's got a bye week and you don't change it, well, you're playing a player that's just going to get you a zero. So that's the only difference, I guess, in that situation or the analogy of uh, fantasy football to investments where a target date fund is going to continue to to manage your portfolio for you as you go. But just like an auto draft, just because it's it's drafting for you does not mean it's the best fantasy football team or the best way to draft, okay? You want to make sure that you rebalance and monitor your investments, you know, the weekend or every month or every quarter or at least yearly. Or if you have no idea what I'm even talking about, that's probably a really good reason to give a financial advisor a call. Love that to be me, but at least somebody that can at least walk you through and say, okay, based on what you're trying to accomplish, these are the investments that are tailored for you and what you're trying to accomplish. So to kind of summarize everything up, remember, go back and look at your overall allocation. And this would be, in this case, looking back at your fantasy football, looking at what players do you need and making sure you're filling each one of those positions, trying to accomplish your overall goal, whether that's to win in your fantasy football team or get you the highest rate of return or having the highest rate of return with the amount of risk that you can tolerate. So making sure that you go through and figure out the allocation and then go through and screen investments to be able to put those in there and then continue to monitor those investments to make sure that they're doing what you want them to do. Again, if you need any help with that, please give me or my office a call, 269-978-6000. If you have any questions on fantasy football or investments, don't hesitate to reach out. All right, we'll see you guys in the next episode of the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bowsman or Preferred Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowsman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowsman is a licensed financial advisor and any of the investment advisory services offered are through Harbor Investments, member SPIC. Products and services provided are not NCUA insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services. Just an added disclosure for this week's episode, past performance is not indicative of future results. Just like your fantasy football player is not guaranteed to have a good performance next week.